Art is the world. Uh, <laughs> Not only does it provide escapes, um, it provides ways for people to express. Greetings and welcome to the Imagine Roots podcast, a show about the transformational possibilities and potentials that lie within everyone and everything. Through inspiring conversation and curious questioning, we will explore our shared roots as we talk with creative people, making a contribution to uplift and imagine new possibilities forward. I'm your host, Mark Gerke. Hello and welcome to Imaginal Roots. Today our guest on Imaginal Roots is Stefan Kiba Freeman. Stefan is the creator and owner of Kiba Freeman Art. Stefan, what is Kiba Freeman Art? Well, I'm Kiba Freeman, and it's my art. So it's uh, it's the business that I built and branded. Um, when did I do that? A few years ago, maybe end of 2015, early 2016, um, when I decided that I was going to actively pursue art as a livelihood. <laughs> um, I don't usually use career very often because careers tend to come to an end. So kind of something I'll do throughout my life. Can you tell me where did you grow up? I started growing up in Chicago, um, and I lived there for the first 18 years of my life or so. And then I moved to Stevens Point in 2009 to pursue higher education at UW-Stevens Point. And I've been growing up here since. I'm still growing up, so (laughs) it's not done yet. (laughs) Okay. Well, seeing that you're still growing up, when do you remember recognizing your connection with art? that grew your roots of creativity? Oh, yes. Uh, I, I often talk about this, or whenever I get a chance to, at least. Um, my, one of my earliest memories is seeing someone draw something and wanting to go home and try that. Um, I don't know how old I was, um, and maybe it's not my earliest memory, but it, it feels like it's one of my earliest memories of me seeing someone draw something, like on a notebook or something, and it was just some, I don't even remember the character, um, but they were drawing something, and I want—I remember having a thought of, ooh, I want to try that when I get home. That looks interesting. And um, I've been trying that since, <laughs> trying to make art, trying to <laughs> create something, and it's been pretty fun. I, I saw something, I was doing a little research on your art. You were in Italy and saw, got inspired can you tell me that story? Yes. So I, when I was studying abroad, I studied abroad as an undergrad. Um, and that was like in 2013 or something. And um, actually, I always wanted to go to Italy. Um, even in high school, I, I, I studied Italian in high school for a couple of years because I always kind of saw that I would eventually go to Italy to study art where a lot of the great masters kind of are known to be from and you know, with all these uh, um, master artists that come out of Italy, there had to be something there or in the water or something. So I wanted to go and, and explore and, and learn as much as I could in Italy. So I, I figured I should learn the language. So in high school, I took Italian. Um, and then I had the opportunity to study abroad in Italy for part of the summer um, through my undergrad program to study art history there. So perfect for me. And while I was there, I, I'm, I'm more of a... I'm kind of a free spirit when it comes to exploring and learning things. I, I feel like I learn the best when I'm um, 
I don't know, kind of submerged in everything that has to do with whatever I'm learning. So the culture, the food, the smells, the sounds, um, I learned best that way. Um, and so studying abroad was the best option for me, actually, because then I can go and I can not only see the artwork, I can, you know, see how the artwork looks in other areas and lightings and smell the air as the artwork is there and feel the breeze and get the full experience um, with that work. So I studied in Italy um, for a few weeks in the summer and it was there that um, while I was exploring, kind of running around town in between classwork and trying to sleep, um, and I came across, it seemed like they were always doing stuff, at least where I was at. There was always like some sort of festive event happening, or it just seemed festive to me, and it was just kind of their normal. But I came across like a market area, and in this market area in the daytime, you know, you have the 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 market people, the vendors selling their food and wares. Um, but then there was also artists there um, playing music, creating art, selling it on the spot and that sort of stuff. And that's why I came across these these artists that were using spray paint um, and these spray cans to make these crazy, whimsical. A lot of them were kind of pop cultural referenced paintings, but also just kind of whimsical, flowy space, nature scenes and rapid fire, doing them really quickly. To me, at least, it seemed really quickly at the time to me. <laughs> um, and, and and me and, and my classmates were just blown away because we hadn't and, and come across um, this, this form of art, at least where we were from in Wisconsin here. And um, what all my friends, they wanted to, to buy everything. I was more interested in, in how they were doing it and, and, and how they were able to get those effects. So I, I felt like I, whenever I wasn't doing classwork or just wasn't, wasn't really busy. I was going out trying to find another artist that was making stuff live and just like watching them, um, studying their process. Why did they do this and this? What happens in this? Like, how did they know this was going to happen? Um, um, that that all actually kind of made sense to me because I'm very I've, I learned at least that I'm a very process oriented artist. So I learn I love learning about the process and how things work and then manipulating the process and then making the process my own process. This might be slightly different from the original process I learned, um, but I like to learn as much of it as I can. And then, um, like I said, to kind of manipulate, okay, what if I don't do it this way? What if I do it this way? What if I do it with this color? What if I do it with this item? What if I do it with this paper or this canvas or all these different variables that can be changed? What will happen? Um, so I guess in that way, I, I get kind of um, scientific in my methodology <laughs> and, I, and I just kind of like, want to explore as many avenues of these things as I can. So you went all the way to Italy to mm -hmm. find people making spray paint art. So you hadn't been exposed to that in, in uh, Wisconsin or Chicago, I, I guess, when you, or, or was this just some unique way of doing it that was just like, wow, this is what I'm interested in? So I'm, I'm familiar with... Um, with like mural work and, 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 and graffiti work and that sort of stuff. Um, and like most people, when they hear spray paint, that's usually what comes to mind. Um, but what these guys were doing um, was more on the line of fine art, pop art. Um, they, what they were doing more pop art, honestly. Um, the way I saw it was the potential of, of for fine art um, um, to transform it, not just from a graffiti style that's like urban, gritty, um, which has its place, obviously, um, but it also has those kind of connotations that I, I tend to try to not be around um, or not be um, underrepresented by. Um, so those kind of stereotypes of what spray paint can do were being defined 
by these folks by making pop art, right? And so I was like, oh, wait, I've been studying fine art for these last, you know, three years, four years in college. I can make this into a fine art thing and I can make fine art with this thing that's not known for fine art. It's known for graffiti. It's known for kind of that that, that fast paced, gritty work. Um, So I saw the potential of it um, more so than what what they were necessarily doing with it. Yeah, I mean, that's great. When I um, started digging into your website, can can you share, what's your website so everybody knows where they can go look at this fine art? It's uh, (laughs) with spray paint. It's uh, keyboardfreemanart.com. That's K-I-B-A, freemanart.com. Really, if you looked up Keyboard Freeman Art, you'll find all of my stuff, my website, my Instagram, Facebook, even the Twitter that I don't use very often. Uh, (laughs) It's all it's all there because I'm the only keeper from an art apparently, so it works. Uh, you're lucky. That's very fortunate <laughs> for you. Uh, so this process, you, you say you're a very process uh, based artist, and, and this, I guess, transition between maybe graffiti art, uh, mural art, and spray paint art. So what are you doing with your spray paint art that? From I guess I'm I'm thinking of it because you mentioned process from this process aspect that is um, making it fine art. I mean I can see that in your art, but mm-hmm. I, I what's that process that makes that transition from a graffiti spray painter to which I'm not saying you, uh, you didn't say you were doing that. You wanted to do the fine art side of stuff. But where where's the key difference or, or the uniqueness in what you're doing? Yeah, sure. So um, I think one of the main differences is I have a fine art background um, because I went to school for art. Uh, my high school um, also had majors because I went to a college prep in Chicago um, called Lane Tech. And, and so they had a really good art program there. And so I learned a lot about drawing and specifically drawing. I didn't really dabble with much else um, in high school at the time. Drawing and music is really all I did. Um, and so I did a lot of drawing and studying of, you know, still lives and creating compositions in, two, in a two-dimensional aspect. Um, and then I, I came to college and it was the same thing. I, 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 I practiced um, film photography, printmaking, um, drawing uh, with whatever I could draw with, pencils, markers, pens. Um, and and so that that kind of fine art process was already kind of there for me. Um, so I kind of see things in that lens and, and things that could be in a gallery, hanging in people's homes, um, things that, I mean, some people might find higher value in. Um, those are kind of things I, I consider to be like fine art necessarily. Um, and it can, tra- it can trans- um, go over that plane of, of graffiti urban art as well, um, especially when it comes to murals. Um, but I think for me, mostly it's a mindset. I wasn't thinking that I was going to be making graffiti art necessarily. I thought I was just going to be making art um, or fine art, and, and fine art is just practiced art. <laughs> um, and so I plan to practice it a whole lot and 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 get as good as I can to manipulate the paint in whatever fashion I want it to, um, whether it's to, you know, you think of graffiti, you think of words, you think of these kind of characters, maybe fun characters, faces, eyes, pop art kind of stuff. Um, but some of the stuff that I do um, are like landscapes, um, nature scenes, uh, mountainscapes, water, underwater scenes, even as far as going space and kind of um, more of the um, sci-fi related things. But being able to 
manipulate the paint to do any of those things and make it look like it could have been done with acrylic or oils or whatever fine art thing you might consider for painting. You know, I often get when I tell people, <laughs> I tell people I do spray paintings. Um, and the first thing they say is, oh, like on the trains. And, and, and I always have to say, um, same material, different application. Um, I, I guarantee you've never seen any of my paintings on a train. And, um, and then like, well, what do you mean? And I say, just go to my website, check out the stuff that I have available. And then, you know, next time I see you, we can talk about it. And then they'll see them again and they'll say, okay, so I saw some of your mural work. Those are pretty cool. But do you use oil for like the mountain scenes? Like, no, everything on my website is spray paint. No, no, I saw the spray paintings. I saw the, I saw the graffiti work. I saw the murals you've done. Those are pretty cool. But like for like the mountains and the animals and, and for the waterways, like no, everything on my website is, is spray paint. <laughs> and, 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 and then you can see like their, their mind kind of turning. Like all of a sudden it's like, how? <laughs> how is this? spray paint because i don't see this as spray paint <laughs> can you tell us about your process a little bit mm -hmm. what, obviously you learned or you saw some things in italy that really got you excited about um becoming a fine spray paint artist so how do you create some of this stuff that you do oh yeah so um i said what's the easiest way to explain um well, so generally I, I have my idea first. Um, and, and if it's um, whatever comes to mind, I say, I say a landscape. Um, it, generally I use the paint while it's wet and I'll manipulate it uh, with my hands or with a rubber spatula or with a sponge or whatever's nearby that can get the effect that I want. And I've done a lot of practice with these different things. So I kind of learned and know if I do, if I use this sort of random household item, it gives me this effect or look. And I like that effect or look for this specific application. And it's kind of like something that's, that's just noted. I just know that. So I'll, I'll plan out my scene or my theme and I'll, I'll work on the background. So I'll do usually was further away first and kind of work my way forward and I'll mask or, or cover things as I need to, um, to preserve whatever colors and whatever, um, shapes or formats or textures that I want to keep. Um, so it's a, it's a mixture of manipulated paint while it's wet, masking, um, parts that I want to keep, um, to preserve them, uh, and working from kind of further back coming forward. It's kind of really the same applications you would use for, at least a lot of people would use for um, just painting in general, um, you know, kind of start further back and the more prominent things are coming forward, um, just kind of basic painting principles. Um, from there, it, it really depends on the themes. Um, sometimes I'll let things dry completely before I add another layer. Um, sometimes I'll work on it completely while it's wet and see how much I can get done while it's still wet. Uh, sometimes it dries too fast and I have to figure out a way to re-wet it or to, um, to get it to manipulate the way I want it to in a different way. Um, and, and those are kind of the basic ways, but I'm also an artist. I like to explore what I can and can't do. And if it's not like a specific commission piece, then I might add something different to it. I may use a tool that I've never used before or come across at a Goodwill or something like that. And be like, oh, this is kind of interesting. How can I use this in a painting? Or this is kind of interesting. How can I use this old sponge that I had at home in a painting or part of a painting or to make bushes or make trees or whatever, whatever have you. 
I, yeah, I mean, that's, I, don't, I know when I look at, uh, and like I said, go check out his work on, on his website and Instagram and, and Google him. And you look at it and you're like, whoa, how did you do that with spray paint? I notice a lot of your work, you know, is nature, animals, land, and landscape. And then there's this element of like fantasy or almost a dream. Can you tell me a little bit about your inspirations for some of your work? Sure. So uh, generally, whatever comes to mind, I want to paint. Um, I'll paint. Sometimes I'll see something like I'll, I'll be out and I'll see a sunset. Like the other day, actually, uh, yesterday, I went to pick up um, dinner and I was in a parking lot and I just looked up and I just saw this wonderful sky. It was uh, pinks and light blues and kind of light purples and it was a sunset. Beautiful. We see them often, but we don't appreciate them enough. Um, and I just stopped and I just stood there and stared at it and I just imagined how I would paint that. How would I paint this sky? How would I get this softness of the fluffy clouds or the haziness of the sun setting? And, and so I'll see something like that and then I'll go home and I'll be like, okay, how can I, how can I get that same feeling um, with this paint? With, with what I'm using. Um, other times, it's just um, kind of things that I try to put together that seem kind of cool to me. Um, I may see one thing and see another thing, and I'm like, huh, what will happen if I try to put those elements together? Um, if I try to put aspects of this idea and this idea together? Um, more recently, um, a lot of my inspiration has been coming from my daughter, actually. Um, and and she's, she's two and a half, but she's ready to take on the world, I tell you. Um, she uh, She's learning so much right now, and she is like such a sponge. And you hear kids are sponges um, uh, all the time, but until you have a kid and you're like living, breathing parent with them, and I'm a, I'm a stay-home parent, um, so I see all of her developments all the time, and the rate that she learns things is incredible. But also the way she sees things, I find to be pretty incredible as well, because everything's new. Um, everything's fun. Everything's whimsical. Everything can be played with, and so I try to figure out ways to depict that. What I depict, what I think she sees things, or how or how I think she sees things currently, um, and, and that's been a wealth of inspiration. It's a, a well. Like, <laughs> not running out anytime soon. I, I noticed some of your your uh, landscapes are actually they're like spacescapes. They're they're, you know, this imaginal, like, world and realm, mm-hmm. and uh, some of them have a, looks like a girl with fairy, or, it's really interesting. I, I also saw you had um, pyramids. So I, I noticed I, I, on your website, you said, even with the slight change in my recent work, my objective remains the same, to allow the viewer to visit the places I mentally create as a form of escape. Welcome to my world. I hope you enjoy your stay. So, art, spray paint art as as an, an escape. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, I mean, even before um, the pandemic hit and everyone was kind of on lockdown, um, there's so many stressors um, in the world in general, um, and, and a lot of the stressors I had growing up. I was able to kind of escape them through art, um, whether it was making it, um, whether it was reading it, um, whether it was whether it was watching it. I, I watched a lot of cartoons and anime, um, 
um, Japanese-inspired cartoons and and read comic books um, as a way to just kind of not have to deal with whatever's happening at that moment, that stressor or whatever. Um, and, and so I like to think, um, and I don't know for sure, but I like to think and hope that some of the, some of the work that I make do allow people to escape their reality for a moment, even if it is something that's really fantastical that may or may not exist. This planet may or may not exist. Um, you know, this underwater scene probably exists. It probably doesn't. Who knows? Um, but the feeling of someone looking at my work and, and just kind of going there. You know, I've had people tell me that they just sit and stare at the painting sometimes or it takes them to XYZ place or it takes them to this memory even, um, which is it's another connector I like. Um, once I make the work, I have, you know, certain ideas ahead behind it, but also I like to allow the viewer to decide what it means to them. Um, so you may see a painting of a pyramid and have whatever ideas about that and it may be okay for you or someone else might see somewhere that they came from their homeland you know if they're from Egypt or if they're from the area of the country where pyramids are someone else might see something that reminds them of a puzzle that they did or you know something their kids said that made them smile or whatever and it takes you out of that moment of wherever's happening in the world right there it doesn't matter because right now you're immersed in this painting and whatever feeling you're getting, wherever it takes you mentally, um, that's that escape. And I like I like to provide those, or at least I like to think I provide those. Uh, yeah, I, I find them very fascinating and interesting. I notice some of your art, I don't know if it's a series, but there are some that are pieces of, and there's almost like, geometric shards or maybe glass I, I don't that's of course my imagination working of that animal or that person or or whatever element um can you tell me more about that series sure that's actually a new series that i'm currently working on um and I, I don't know if or when i'll ever be done with it i may actually adapt it as kind of my style ish um i never really Feel like I had a style. I just kind of work in ways that made sense for me. Um, so my style is whatever worked at that moment. Um, but this seems to kind of be calling me a bit more to do more stuff. Um, it originally happened because uh, one of my fraternity brothers contacted me to do a painting for him. Um, and he's, he, he was just like, hey, um, I've been wanting to get a painting from you forever. I love art. I know nothing about art. Um, is this something you can use to make a painting? Can you make me a painting, basically? I want something from my office. You know, um, I have this blank wall. I'm tired of it being blank. I said, sure. You know, that's my job. <laughs> I can do that. And, and so I just, I did my kind of my normal um, questions that I always ask new clients or clients that haven't gotten any work from me before. And so it's just a series of questions of me trying to get to know them, um, almost like an interview. Um, and I just asked them a lot of questions about things that they like things they prefer, um, color schemes, if they had a specific colors in mind or colors that they just love of other over others, um, or um, if they like certain patterns or if they like certain animals. And I just kind of get as much information as I can. And then I take that information and I make something. Um, the two things that stood out to me in that conversation um, were that he loved geometric shapes um, and he loved animals, specifically owls. 
So I was like, ooh, this is an opportunity to really branch out and see what I can make of this that'd be pretty different from my normal work. Um, and so I came up with um, with the geometric owl painting that I did, which which has the, the fragmented um, owl shards. And I, I kind of call them shards, um, scattered shards. And whether you see them as coming together or falling apart is up to you. Um, but my, my idea was to make these geometric shards or pieces um, of this thing. And I don't usually do a lot of like animals or things. So it was super interesting to me to like kind of tackle this idea of how well I could do this animal with spray paint um, first and, and paint marker and how well I can get this idea onto canvas. And I, once I finished that one, I really fell in love with it. Um, and, and so I started trying to figure out ways of other things, other topics or things I can add that can do for this idea. You know, other animals is what I first originally went to because I first did the owl. And then I was like, oh, I can do a fox. I can do an elephant. I can do a rhinoceros. I can do whatever. And I'm like, well, I can streamline it if I want to. I could do North American animals. I could do some with, you know, safari animals. I could do underwater animals. And then, um, and so I kind of have endless ideas that way. And then I had someone... Um, contact me uh, who I was working on the piece for and she also fell in love with that owl piece that I did and she wondered if I could do something like that but of her late husband um, and and I was like oh I hadn't even considered doing a person yet I was only thinking animals at this time and so then she said she sent me a photo and I instantly started seeing different ideas um, in my head and I was just drawing things out right away and um it's interesting because I don't usually do a lot of drawing. Like, I do drawings, but um, I've been doing more recently because of all these different ideas. And I drew, I just drew this um, sketch out, and it was, like, exactly what I wanted it to be. It was like, yes, that's the painting I want to make. Um, it doesn't usually work that way. <laughs> um, and so then I did the one of, the, of her husband, and it really captured... Um, I think the essence of her husband from what she told me and and everything again she gave me a lot of information about this uh, her, her late husband and things what he was like things he liked colors that seemed to fit his mood and vibe and and so now I'm using kind of this theme to give myself uh, I don't know more ammunition more things to paint um, because I feel like I can never really run out I mean, there's always things to paint, but with this specific theme of, of scattered shards, of pieces of something you love or pieces of something you like coming together or falling apart, again, up to the viewer, um, I think it resonates with a lot of people, especially after this last year. <laughs> you, you, you look at what maybe would be a portrait or an animal, and then you're like, oh, what's going on here? There's this geometry, there's these pieces, and then there's a feeling in a relationship of whatever it is that you're like you know curious about what's happening here what's going on so my, my mind starts wondering so it really gives i feel like an, an interesting depth to your to your recent work where do you feel your creativity comes from um hmm. where does it come from it just is, for the most part. Um, it's a natural... I think it's just a natural part of me. 
that I didn't let go. Um, and I'll elaborate that on that in a moment. But I think, so I think everyone is an artist. Um, and I think we're all born artists. It's a human condition. Um, it's something we do. We can't help it. Um, whether it's how we dress, whether it's how we talk, languages, how we approach situations, um, it's all art. And, and sometimes throughout time, we forget that we're artists or we change the label of what we're doing, right? Um, and, and so I think I was just able to, I didn't let that label change for me. I've always been an artist and I just dabbled in a lot of different types of art, whether it was music, um, martial arts, um, dancing, um, but visual arts seems to be the thing that um, I can't do without. I can't really live. I mean, I can't really do without most arts, actually, now that I think about it. Because I do listen to a lot of music, especially when I'm painting. Um, but, but before I start painting, I have ideas. So it's not like the painting, not like the music um, is making the painting. It helps to inspire it sometimes. But before I even start painting, I have the idea and I'm not listening to music then. It might be something that's happening in the world. You know, nature, beautiful artists. Um, but I think everything around helps me to be the artist I am. If that answers your question, I kind of went around it, I think. <laughs> it, it's coming out of you for your creativity. And, and <laughs> no, I think that's, it's, you know, it's a curious, I mean, I'm always curious about where people are finding their creativity. As you said, you, you feel like um, everyone's an artist and, or, or, and everyone's creative. And I have, I took me years to, understand how I was creative maybe that I'm not making paintings or music but I'm I'm literally like a creative idea guy I am I'm always curiously create and and creating in that and and then realizing that that's actually a creative gift that is my expression in the world and understanding that I can see myself as creative when I am in more clear relationship with this curiosity that I am in making and doing things in the world. And, 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 I, and I honestly think as part of what I'm, uh, this whole uh, project and website is to help people to, well, to explore your creativity and your art and, and, your, and your curiosity and your passion and help uh, some other people who are listening to maybe see and feel their opportunity to express their own creativity and, and break out of their box and and do what they love and do what they and and create what they want to create in the world and I think that's super important. So, so how do you feel you have grown and changed and evolved since you picked up? I mean, you've been an artist your whole life, but this particular art form that you're sharing on. on Kiba Freeman art? So um, I think there's been a couple of different stages of change that I've kind of gone through. Um, I think mostly because I kind of started my business almost 50-50 business mindset, artist mindset. Um, and I think I'm, <laughs> I think I'm moving more, I keep going back and forth with more of the, 
artist mindset sometimes, more of the business mindset sometimes. It's like a tug of war, um, but they're both necessary in order to to do this um, as a livelihood. Um, but more so recently, my desire to want to give my daughter something to look forward to later in life um, seems to kind of push my passion a bit right now. And, and that's changed me a lot over the last few years. Um, before, when I first started my business, uh, I just wanted to make art and, and, and get people to enjoy my work somehow enough to pay for it. <laughs> um, to, you know, to get them enough of a reaction, enough of a connection with it that they feel like they need to have it. Um, and they're willing to give up their time, um, your money. Your money is your time. You spend time to get money. So they're giving up their time to spend time with this piece. Um, and that was my main objective uh, for so long. And, and now it's, it's, especially as I move more into doing mural work and large-scale paintings, um, I want my daughter to be able to see a mural and feel like it was for her, um, that it helps to represent part of who she is, um, part of who I am, if I have any other kids in the future, you know, part of who they are, any other kids in the area. Um, well, we live in central Wisconsin. It's not the most um, diverse area, uh, but there are people here that look like me and, 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 and that are minority students that come from different backgrounds, whose parents you know, come from different places even. Um, just because we're in an area that's primarily um, of the majority doesn't mean we shouldn't have things that, that the minority can look toward as, as something that's inspiring for them or they can see themselves in. So a lot of my current work, um, mural work specifically, I'm always thinking, okay, how can this impact the youth in me, my younger self? What would I like, what of what I have liked to see growing up um, in, a, in, a, in central Wisconsin? What will make me feel accepted, connected, um, make me feel like I'm seen? Um, and, and that's been more prominent on my mind and that's, that's been a bigger change of me, like I said, over the last couple of years. Because um, it's not something I was really interested in before, honestly. Um, I was interested in people, and I'm interested in expressing myself and making whatever I make, and people can get whatever they want to get out of it. Um, but now I'm more interested in almost cultivating the youth and, 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 and the future um, artists and the future creators. And I don't know if my daughter's going to be an artist, but right now she loves drawing. She loves doing whatever Dada's doing, so <laughs> um, I can cultivate that and she can be whatever she wants to be, but she has that option. And other kids may want to have that option as well, and, and nieces and nephews, and I don't know, I'm just really interested, that's been a big change for me. Um, and that came about through spray paint. Um, and, and because I use spray paint in a way that's challenging to the norm, you know, and I'm, I'm always open to challenging the norm and challenging um, the way people think things should be done or um, should look like. And so, yeah, that, that, that's that's how I've changed currently. When I first picked up the cans, I just I was just exploring. I was being a scientist. I was trial and error, trying to figure out what made this happen, how learning everything I could from just how the cans work to temperature control to if it's 50 degrees out the cans do this if it's 70 degrees out it does this if it's 30 degrees out it does this um how it reacts to different pigment how different paints react to each other because not all spray paint 
react the same to each other. Different, different mixtures, different um, combinations. Um, and that's, that's more a scientific approach, <laughs> um, which, I mean, it's, it's more magical approach, actually. Magic science that you don't understand is magic, right? Right. Um, so I guess in that way, I'm a scientist. <laughs> you mentioned your, your mural work. There's a post on your Instagram from December 27th of last year. And you, this is part of the caption, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this right now so everybody gets to hear this. It's um, Jenna caught me standing in awe of our creation. There is something amazing about this towering over me like it does. I'm just one person, one artist, small business owner, one parent. Yet I have the ability to make a large impact, both with what I create and how I educate. The full measure of my potential influence won't be realized until long after I'm gone if at all. Maybe that's why I'm so drawn to this one. I'm but a speck of paint on this canvas of life, and like that speck, I have no idea how I will impact the painting as a whole, but all specks are instrumental in the final product. So, can you paint the picture in our minds? I, I don't know where this mural happened. You know, it was beautiful, uh, but I really liked how you unraveled this ex- experience of the picture was you looking up at your at your mural can can you share more sure um so that mural um is actually down in milwaukee and um what's called black cat alley it's kind of a destination spot um, a lot of artists um have worked there or had worked there and they've been around for i don't know free free i mean maybe six to eight years or something like that. Um, but they, they hire artists to make these murals in, in, in the alley, and people come through and they take photos there, they do whatever they want to do there and enjoy the artwork. Um, I, I came across um, an application process that they had opened up about uh, murals, and I was like, perfect. I want, to put, I want to put a big Soraya stamp in Milwaukee. That'd be awesome um, if I get it. Um, Side note, I apply for a lot of murals, and I, <laughs> it wasn't until really last year that I started getting them. <laughs> um, and, and so it's been interesting. But just my mindset on, it, it speaks more to how how I said before, how I kind of change with how I see my artwork and impact in the world um, and how I want it to impact the world. Um, the, the mural is of my daughter, um, Soraya, and she's reading, um, she, she has a book open. And around her, the background, the foreground, is space, uh, is, is this cosmic scene where there's clouds and planets and stars and floating islands and um, all these different things. And, and, and the painting itself, again, is up to the viewer, but either Soraya or whoever sees themselves, because she's a silhouette, the girl is either reading and, and the reading is influencing how she sees the world. Or you can see it as the world around her is influencing what she reads or writes and how she expresses herself. Is she creating the world or is the world creating her? Um, it's kind of like a, it's, 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 it's this weird, I don't know, position to be in because you get to decide as the viewer what you see. Um, but this is a painting of my daughter how I see her in the future because she's she's not that big. She's once she's not <laughs> the, the the painting is twelve feet by twelve feet 
and, and the and the figure in it is uh, my height. So six feet tall. <laughs> she's not six feet tall yet. She she is about half that height, but she's she's not that tall yet. Um, but that moment, just looking up and seeing my creation, both of my creations, you know, my daughter and my painting, and and this kind of being, and I've done some murals before, um, but something felt really different about doing this specific mural, and. I loved how it came out. I loved the position of it in the in the alley. It's right on the entryway. So even if you're not going into the space and you walk past it, you'll still see it. Um, but yeah, something about it just really, I don't know, spoke to the inner me, my artist, my younger self, the person who I was and who I'm going to be, um, still growing to be. And, and so that, that comments that I'm not even sure my exact mindset when I type that, because I didn't like, I just I just post stuff. I just write it on on the on the instant. I don't like write it down and you know draft it too much. I just kind of like, okay, this is what I'm thinking. Um, and it may stem from um, a lot of the books that I used to like reading. I used to like reading a lot of philosophy in high school and growing up in general. Um, and so I kind of have that sometimes philosophical um, mindset. But I don't always express it that clearly, so that was kind of a lucky day. <laughs> um, usually, it's kind of like it seems all over the place because I have a lot of scattered thoughts. But uh, that painting is—it's um, amazing. I don't know. I feel like people should go see it just to see um, what I'm talking about, to feel what I'm talking about. Um, and and Blackhead Alley is, is open; it's free to the public. But um, it really captures. I don't know what I want to do going forward with my mural work with my, with my you know I want to be that that spick of paint in this world that makes a giant piece and I don't know like I said I don't know how I'm going to be influential or not but I'm going to do my part you know I'm going to be as bright as I can be as a color or whatever I need to be to be to do my part this is a perfect lead-in and maybe you already answered it but maybe you want to go a little further with this next question how does art help make the world better uh, art is the world, uh, and um, not only does it provide escapes, um, it provides ways for people to express um, whether you're making or you're looking, and it connects with people. Um, people naturally are drawn to art. Um, there are things you naturally like, dislike, for whatever reasons, but we are all naturally drawn to art. I don't think there's any single person that doesn't like some form of art. You know, not necessarily it's a painting. Maybe they just like talking to people. They love reading. That's writing. Writing is art. They love dancing. They, they, they may not be a professional dancer, but they love dancing when their favorite song comes on. You know, they love cooking. They love eating, tasting. Everything we do is art. Um, it's just part of the human condition. We can't help it. Um, and so it's, it's not necessarily that Art is influencing the world because art is the world. The world is art. <laughs> we can't escape that. <laughs> so with the respect of art being the world, if we dare to create forward from what we truly want for our reality in our world, not based and field on what we don't want, what would you dare to artistically create forward? Moving forward, artistically creating. That's a good question. 
what would I create? I keep getting drawn back to the main thing that I think has changed in me recently, which is just their representation. Um, but I think that still kind of toggles on thinking what's not there. Um, but what what should be there? What is there? What do I want to make? I think at that point, it'd just be more of a... Um, I don't know. I wouldn't think much more about art. I would just do stuff just because. I wouldn't be painting to make representation. I would be painting to express um, whether that be whatever I'm feeling at that moment. Um, and I think that would be with anyone. Um, if they weren't painting because something is missing, they're just painting because they want to make this. Something to think about. I don't have a clear answer. It, well, and have have the the, the freedom mm -hmm. to just make. To just make. Create, right? And, and not have, to have all of the other stuff that kind of gets in the way of our creativity and in the way of our inspiration and, and, and in the way of our, of our, of our, of our life of, of art. Actually, when you boil it down, it's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. If we could <laughs> just like, okay, let's just art, be art and let's create and, uh, you know. I think that um, that's hard for a lot of artists to even imagine um, because we're always kind of creating to feel some sort of void because something's not there, um, because I need money to eat, because <laughs> if I don't do this painting, I can't afford the supplies for something I want to do later. Um, but I do think we get glimmers, um, glimpses of, of making just because. And um, I've been recently, I like to think that I've been able to um, tap into that a little bit more uh, because I've been way more on the art side of my art and business recently. Um, and I've been really just wanting to make things just because I'm interested in making them. And that's kind of why I'm kind of pushing this um, Scattered Shard series that I'm working on because I may get a commission from it because of something that I've done, but that's not why I'm still doing it. I just want to make the things because I'm interested in it. Um, and if they sell, that's even better. <laughs> I, I know I can make things that will sell because I've sold things that I've made. <laughs> so it, it, it's at this point, I'm kind of, I kind of straddled that line a little bit where it's like, okay, I want to make this because I just feel like making it and not because someone asked me to or because I think someone will buy it or because I think um, it'll go into some gallery show or because I think it'll make me more recognized. I'm doing it because I just want to do it. And that's hard to come by sometimes because we, we don't have that, that luxury all the time. Right. We have bills. We want to eat. <laughs> just... Just letting the creativity come out. But, you know, in those perfect moments when you can have the community and the people also support you, those things that are just pure creativity can be sometimes the most beautiful because they're coming, you know, out of what wanted to be expressed through you. Mm -hmm. It can be scary sometimes too, though. Right. Because right. If, you, if, if you become too used to creating because, creating for a reason, and then the only reason left is 
what do you want to create? Yeah. For no other reason than some people, sometimes it, it can be, um, it, can, it can stop you because you don't know. <laughs> I've been creating for so long because I wanted to fill this void. I wanted to eat the next meal. I wanted to, you know, inspire the next person. I wanted, not necessarily just because I want to create. And I mean, I can't really speak for, I can't speak for anyone but myself, obviously, but this is just from how I imagine and what I have observed. I, I think that in certain ways, for certain people who are, have been open to it, the pandemic is actually a bit of a opportunity to pause and reflect and, you know, say to ourselves, who do we want to be and what are we sharing what gifts and talents and are we sharing with the world and what community what's the community look like with it, that I live in and and as we go out and get a lot more social because you know we're all wanting to do that but we've had this time to be with our families to be with ourselves to reflect a little bit more and then there's this opportunity of saying to ourselves okay world <laughs> I can reinvent myself Maybe if I want to, because hey, it's it's there's new, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I I honestly look at this website, this pro, this podcast project has come out of this idea of needing to express myself in a different way and connect with uh, different creators and 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 really take a look at the opportunity and the gift of pausing and reflecting and 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 looking at who we are and looking at our. our creativity and and what are we creating forward in in the world so i I definitely appreciate your answers and and uh i look forward to you know seeing more of the shards and the other expressions that that will continue to evolve so you mentioned that you do some work with kids and i know i've noticed that you i I must have done some looks like you did a class with, with some kids on on painting, so can you tell me a little bit about the work that you've done with kids? Sure. So I have done a few different things. I've done some artists in residency programs in Green Bay and in um, Oshkosh, and I've I've done some workshops um, at UWSP a couple times for whoever was interested. And I've also started doing some private workshops. Um, I started those because I wanted to, I don't know, kind of give some people something else to do outside of their home during the pandemic. Um, and we always, uh, with spray paint, I, with the paint that we use, we had to be outside anyways. And so I only had limited seating um, for the workshop and um, age age limits and stuff like that. But um, so I'll have tables outside, I'll have supplies out. Everyone already has to wear a mask because you have to wear a mask with spray paint, in my classes at least, because um, your health is your wealth. <laughs> um, right. And there's no reason to deteriorate it faster than it's already going to. So um, we're, already, we're already wearing masks. We're already outside. So this is a perfect opportunity for people to get out of their house to do something a little different, creative, especially different from this area. Um, and so I did some workshops at the end of this last year, um, last summer, fall, and I'll, I'll be starting those again. And I did those for anyone over the age of 10. Um, and I kind of had to give it an age limit because they have to be big enough to hold the spray cans <laughs> and use them um, individually. So, 
if, if they're a smaller 10, then it probably wouldn't work out as well. But generally, um, you know, most 10, 11, 12 year olds have hands that are big enough and have an understanding of enough to, to try it out and, and be respectful with it, not goof off too much. Um, but at the same time, n- not like be too lost out of their creativity, not be too far gone where they don't want to um, try something new. So I, I was interested in, I became interested in, in, in kids really in a couple of different facets actually. But I did the workshops because I wanted to work with kids on something that they probably would have never used before. Even most of the adults in my classes have never used spray paint in this way before. Um, outside of maybe coating a new color on some, some furniture <laughs> um, or, or something like that. So it's interesting, uh, both the kids and the adults aspect in that regard. Um, but I, I do want to connect with kids um, differently. I want to connect kids with art differently than the way I was growing up. And, and so outside of the workshops, the other thing that I started doing, I developed, um, I did some puzzles. I did paintings on puzzles. And I figured that this is a direct way for people to have a different interaction, specifically kids, have a different interaction than we did growing up with art. Because all the time you hear, oh, it's so pretty, don't touch. <laughs> you can't touch this, you can't touch this. And, and I get it, you know, art's expensive. It's, it's, it's priceless in some settings. Um, but for the puzzles that I did, I wanted to engage them in a way that they had to touch it. They had to interact with it. Otherwise, it's not art yet. It's just pieces of a box. <laughs> um, so I started doing paintings on puzzles specifically to connect more with kids that way as well. Um, because kids kids are interesting when, when it comes to art because they just create. They don't think about the person next to them doing it better or worse. You know, they just, I did this painting and I did it this way. And you said do this, but I did it this way. Hope that was okay. And I'm always like, yeah, awesome. I'm glad you took what I taught you and decided to try something else or to try that in a different way. And kids teach us so much that we 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 don't give them enough credit for. I, I just think that people forget that because they're kids, they're not just learning, but they're also teaching. Um... And I allow that in my classes, you know. They have an idea, they want to try something, try it, see what happens. Trial and error, you know. So you're going to be offering, it sounds like, some more classes coming up. So will they be posted on your website? Yes, I'll post them on my website once I start that back up. Um, And they'll be limited again because I only have so much space in my front yard. um, Unless I decide to get a more dedicated space. So they happen in your front yard in Stevens Point. So Mm -hmm. watch for that. And then puzzles. So I, I did see, so you have some puzzles available I, I, at Agra, I believe? I, or you... I do. So um, I have puzzles available on my website and okay. at Agra. Um, I also have, I'm, I'm adding some other custom work at Agra as well, some custom um, clocks um, that I've been painting recently. That's been kind of a fun experiment for me as well, where I've been kind of going to thrift stores and finding cool stuff and make it into other cool stuff <laughs> yeah i noticed this cool wood feather that you painted as well and is that for sale or that gets is that already gone that one's gone i sent that one to chicago um okay. a few a few months ago um okay. it went surprisingly <laughs> surprisingly so when i found that one i wasn't even looking for it whenever i go to the thrift stores i just kind of go there and say okay i'm giving myself a budget of ten dollars 
And if I see something that's cool that I can make something with, if I see it and I say, ooh, I can make, then I'll, I'll probably buy that. Um, so I'm not going there with any specific ideas in mind. And I was actually checking out with a different item. Um, and I looked up, because there was someone ahead of me that had a, a bunch of records and stuff. So it was taking a little bit. So I looked up and I saw this giant feather, <laughs> two foot wide wooden feather hanging like on some wall. And I just went over and like to, to see what it was. And I was like, ooh, I need to buy this. <laughs> and then I painted it uh, with spray paint and that was really fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, on the, it's on his website. So go take a look at that. It's very cool. So back back into the business realm because we've been we've been talking about your the, the business of your art. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things that people can get from you? We talked about your puzzles. Uh, mm-hmm. I understand people can get custom spray paint art from you as well. Again, so I I do I really do a wide range of things. I, I try not to put myself too much into any specific box. I, I just like to do art. Um, so, but I've done I've done. Generally speaking, I do commission artwork of varying sizes on canvas um, or on wall panel, depending on how big you want. Um, I can do, I've done murals for folks, um, whether it's on their garage door or in a part of their home. Um, I recently did one in Wapaka um, for someone's private pool room, and it, it was this huge 17 foot wide, 15 foot tall mural. Um, so I do mural work. Uh, and, I, and I like to customize things too. Um, so I've done I've done keepsake boxes, um, I've done jewelry boxes, I've done what haven't I done? I've done trash cans. I've done really I can customize really anything that can hold paint. I will probably try to paint, <laughs> and I probably have tried to paint. And so I'm I'm open open to unique ideas. Um, something I kind of do semi regularly are the clocks that I mentioned before where I'll, I'll get a clock um, and I'll, I'll paint the face of it and, and make sure it's still functional. And, and it's a functional clock, it's a functional piece of art. Um, I mean, I've done tabletop stuff where, you know, re- redo an old tabletop with a new face and, and varnish it and coat it so that it can be used as a table. I've done phone cases. Um, actually, my phone case that I have now, I just repainted because my other phone case broke. Um, and so I really I like to think that I leave it open to whatever any and everything you think could be customized I can probably paint well I'll probably try to at least uh, within reason I mean I can't do like glasses because that's way too small Um, not a lot of surface area Um, but most other things I mean I have um, I have I do make different merchandise as well so I, I have shirts and hoodies and I make mugs. Um, well, I get them made. I don't make them myself. I don't want people to think I'm a uh, ceramic artist. Right. I'm not. <laughs> um, but I get mugs made with my artwork on them and pillows. And I try to make it so that people can get whatever resonates with them and whatever they may need or want. You know, um, a little bit of everything, um, not enough of anything. <laughs> and, where, and tell them where your website is again. Website is keyboardfreemanart.com, K-I-B-A freemanart.com. And it has everything there and even tons of things that I don't have available yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's cool. And then um, public art, you, you mentioned the mural in the alley in Milwaukee. Um, so mm-hmm. people can go visit that. Is there any 
public art that you have in Stevens Point or in central Wisconsin that we should we can go look at? Sure. Um, I did, let's see, I have a couple of different things. I did a, 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 a couple of garage door paintings in the area, um, although those are, pro- those are technically private property, but um, okay. I did one in Wausau that's next to something called, what is it called? The Glass Hat, I believe. I think it's a bar. Um, there's a garage and a house right next to that, and I did, I did a painting on that, so that's semi-public because it's in an area where there's a lot of art stuff. Um, I did a trash canvas painting downtown Stevens Point, and that's in front of the Children's Museum. Um, you'll see Sarai in that one as well. And um, I have a mural up in inside a business downtown called Five Rings Martial Arts, and they have one of my murals up on their in their waiting room um, of a it's an underwater deep sea painting. And I'm planning to do um, a, a large scale mural in town and point, um, but we're not talking about I'm not talking about it quite yet until it gets started. <laughs> but it will be happening. It'll be pretty okay. awesome. <laughs> That's very cool. Um, do you happen to know about the three D alley art contest project for in Wapaka? That, that got announced just recently. I think I, I came across a post. Maybe I, maybe I got an email about it that I hadn't looked into yet, um, but I, I don't know any of the details of it yet, and that's why I hadn't done any research yet. Yeah, and maybe that's something to be interested in. Uh, downtown Wapaka is getting reconstructed, the street is, and they want to make the, the alleys prettier this spring and summer for the people mm-hmm. that are in the alleys. So there's actually a, a contest. So I'll get you some info on that. If you, oh, if, perfect. If you, can check, you can check that out. Maybe that's something you want to apply for. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us about yourself and your art? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I like to tell people I'm an open book. You know? So if you see me out and about and you have questions about me or my work, feel free to ask me. I'm not scary. Um, or if you see myself online and you have questions, I'm not hiding anything. Um, so <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not the type of artist that's like, oh, these are my secrets. I don't want to tell anyone. No, I want to tell everyone. I don't really care. If you want to know, I'll tell you. Um, but I do, I do want to encourage people to, to allow themselves to be creative. Um, and, and not just, you know, you know, you may not be a painter, you know, but you, you, may, you may like dancing or you may like um, woodworking or crafting or knitting or Allow yourself to be creative for the sake of being creative. Um, everything doesn't need to be monetized. Um, so just because you may think you're not good enough to sell it doesn't mean you shouldn't still do it. Because um, everyone's an artist, but not everyone can sell art. That's, that's a different story. Um, but yeah, allow yourself to be creative. Um, try to meet people that are creative. Join art pages to interact with more art in general. It'll make your life better. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I don't know. Have fun. Keep and keep listening to this podcast because he obviously keeps having um, cool people joining. So, <laughs> thank you, Stefan. KibaFreemanArt.com. His Instagram is he's Instagramming all the time. So there's some great Instagramming that's happening. So you can definitely check that out. And we look forward to seeing your art creativity. And classes and and whatever else you're you're gonna be doing. Thank you for listening to Imaginal Roots from Common Roots Rising. I'm your host, Mark Kirky. 
For more information about imaginal roots and common roots rising, please visit commonrootsrising.org.